Hi, everyone. I'm Anika Apple, trusted advisor and coach, consultant, professional speaker. And today I want to talk about the importance of why leaders need to heal. So you may know that um, I have a community called the Healing Crusade, and we are on a three-year journey to heal individually and collectively. And it is a great um, opportunity for people to work through their healing through um, the method of gamification, which we call our weekly challenges. So every week we have a focus area that we are working through and there's a different prompt um, that we call a challenge in the community. Um, something to really help us to continue to do the work to dissect and to understand and really see ourselves. What I love about the way that we have been leading through this healing journey. We started back at the beginning of September with the actual challenges, um, but have been building this work since August. And what I love about the experience thus far is that we are continuing to see in real time the impact of the challenge and the things that happen in our lives. Um, there's some really great examples where we can chronicle the things that people have been going through and experiencing that have then changed um, and impacted the way that they are responding and reacting in the moment. Um, in many cases, people are starting to feel the energy shift in their life when they're seeing themselves making decisions that are changing the way that they are um, approaching the things that they experience. Um, in other cases, we're seeing people who are like truly living into um, the peeling back of the layers of who they are. And so it's been a really incredible journey. Um, more about the Healing Crusade later, but I want to come in and talk about this topic in particular because it is so important. As leaders, we tend to believe that leadership is just simply about showing up and doing whatever it is that we are called to do. Like leadership is us coming in, knowing the work that needs to be done and doing the work. And that is true. That is a core part of leadership. But you can't lead no one. You can lead yourself, but you've got to be able to lead people. Like the point is to be able to rally an organization of people behind you, alongside of you, who are on track to achieve a common mission, to achieve a shared vision. And a lot of times what happens is that leaders are so busy with the tactical piece that they are trying to deliver, i.e. the goal that they have established, that they're missing the opportunity for that thing to really come to life. What do I mean by that? A goal is just a thing. When we have the goal and are clear about what the goal means, the accomplishment of the goal, then it starts to breathe. Then it starts to have life. It starts to have meaning. When it can connect then to the individual mission and purpose for people, to something that they feel a part of, it begins to create meaning for all of those now who are, who are around it. And so the goal needs some things in order for it to come to life, to really be compelling, to move people to, into action. Alongside of that, 
the way that a leader is able to articulate the goal and help people make connections between themselves and their shared goal matters. And a lot of times what we see happening as an issue is that the leader is so not clear about how it connects to their path, to their experience, that they have a difficult time creating a compelling vision. Compelling being the operative word. They may be able to talk about the results and what that means, but they be maybe missing the human link. What is the factor you have likely heard of WIIFN? What's in it for me? So they miss the linkage that then says, and when you do this, this is what's going to happen as a result. It's how your life is going to improve. It's how there's going to be some kind of an impact. It's how things are going to shift. It's how you are going to feel. It's the connection of you to your dreams or your aspirations or what you want to do in your career. And you're probably thinking to yourself, so how does healing connect to that? Well, it is inexplicably tied because When you are in the process of exploring yourself and you're doing your healing work, you can open the door to create those connections. Leaders who are who have a difficult time helping people see those compelling reasons are often blocked in their own growth and development. And in work terms, we like to use things like growth and development, but what is growth if there's not elements of healing? Growth is us healing the um, connection that we have from one state to a state that is advanced, using those words for simplification, right? And so healing takes us from a place where we are today to advance ourselves into a perspective that is more accurate to where we are. That means we take a look at the things that we've been doing and experiencing in our lives and we're open to challenge those things, to question those perspectives, to see what feels a bit sticky, what feels a bit painful that we need to address. We're evolving the view of ourselves as we heal. And so if you think about it, in order for people to really do a good job, to create a compelling vision, they have to understand the state of mind and the experiences of the people that they support. A lot of times, leaders are interested in just getting people to the end, and they don't think about the way that journey is going to, the way people are going to experience the journey, the way that the journey is going to impact those that they are responsible for bringing along. And if you don't care much about the journey, you won't think about the way that people need to connect with the journey in order to deliver the end game or the goal. In short doses, it doesn't show up as significantly. If you're starting here and the goalpost that you need to reach is here, you may not see it as much. If the journey has any kind of length to it, You're going to experience the ups and downs that all of us go through all the time as humans. Life is going to happen. You know, life be lifing, right? Life is going to happen. You're going to have some experiences that take you in this, you know, up and down as you go about your way. And that matters because as people are experiencing life, 
on the same, during the same timing that they are on this journey to the, the delivery of the goal that has been established by their leader, they're going to have shifts in their connectivity to what they are delivering. Let me say it this way. If ever you've woken up one morning and you visualize the day that you think about all the things that you have to get done in that day and you can prioritize them in your mind, you know exactly what's most important. But then you get a phone call and there's someone in your family that is struggling with someone. Someone has maybe taken ill or they rushed to the hospital. And now all of a sudden, all of the plans that you have are now pushed to the side so that you can focus on this new priority that's just happened. We've all experienced that. We have the common experience of going through COVID in 2020. The beginning of the pandemic gives us a great point where so many of us we might have had different individual experiences, but we've shared collective experiences around a shutdown, what's happening in healthcare, watching our loved ones go in and out of the hospitals or not being able to get into the hospital. We, we've seen all of what that looks like and feels like as a collective, right? So we can use that as our vantage point. So we have a great plan and then something happens that's outside of our control. And now the connectivity to how we deliver against that goal that we were already clear that we wanted to accomplish together, that there's now a wavering level of commitment. When things are really compelling, when leaders are able to create a compelling vision, then that thing will help people cling to the why that they want to deliver. They want to be a part of the delivery of that goal. When it's not compelling, when you haven't thought about the human element to it, then it just exists as a thing that doesn't have any emotional tie to it. There's, there's nothing driving you to do it. Now, one, one might say, but it's their job, right? And so isn't that compelling enough? Well, if it was compelling enough, we wouldn't have the rates of people calling out at the level that we do in this country. We wouldn't have the amount of people calling out for stress and overwhelm and anxiety that we've experienced at record levels over the past couple of years. We wouldn't see people quitting their jobs without somewhere they're going, which clearly is an issue. Um, there's, there's not a level of I'm going to do it just because that exists anymore. And what's interesting is, you know, when we talk generationally, a lot of times people talk about millennials and they talk about Gen Z and how this dynamic of like, you know, the, the desire to, to have it now and want change and what are you going to do for me is, is the way that we talk about the way that they look at the workplace. But I will have you know that Generation X is very much that way too. In these latter years of our life, it's not about sticking with something simply because that's what we did. We're head down and, you know, and just do it. Don't make noise, right? In the way that the baby boomers instructed us, the way they taught us, the way we saw their example. We are different. We are evolving into a time where it becomes, is this on brand for me? Is this my purpose? Am I delivering something that is meaningful? Is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? As we look down the barrel of how many years we have ahead of us versus just what we had behind us, there's a shift in how we have begun to think about what really matters. Again, 
connected to the experience of the pandemic. It's such a great common shared example because when we went through that, we shifted the way that we see the way we want to spend our time and where our energy is focused. So it's not just simply a generation or the younger generation entering the workforce that's experiencing it. Everyone is experiencing shifts. They may be different, but we are not the same as what we were in the workforce five and 10 years ago. So that matters because if you are a leader today, you now have generational dynamics. You now have the external pressures. You now have a recognition of, oh my gosh, I'm a whole person, not just who I am at work, but when life happens, life is going to impact. And I can't, I can't keep this facade of stuff happening in my life and, and, and believe or pretend that it's not going to have an impact in work. And so because we have been making this transition to be whole people, this is why my method of coaching is called integration coaching, because it brings all of who you are together into the fold. Because we've created that shift, now leaders have to be able to think about the ways that they articulate things in a way that is compelling because it has to supersede whatever other things are going to come up in someone else's life that will make them cast their vision away from the shared goal that they were approaching. Now, hear me clear. I'm not saying that what's happening in their life is less important than the work. What I'm saying is you are going to find that you are constantly beaten by the outcome of whatever's happening else in their life being the priority if you cannot make the vision, the goal compelling. So as a leader, you are, it is, it is to your benefit to be thinking about the human element as you establish goals, as you establish the why behind the goal. It's important for you to be thinking about the people element. Do it. How do you bring your, the human element, your team's desires and what's important to them into the focal point of what it is that you're doing? First and foremost, you've got to study the outcome of the goal and understand what the meaning is beyond the financial delivery, the KPI that it's attached to. What's the human element of this? Why does it matter? When you're clear about why it matters to the individual teams, the roles that they play, you will be able to articulate it in a way that is more compelling. The next step is, to have the knowledge and understanding of what's important to the teams that you lead. Now, let's say you are at you know, a C-suite role and you are moving an entire function of the organization forward. You're right in saying, you know, I don't know the individual needs of every single person, nor are you required to. But when you take a pulse check of your organization, the group or function that you're responsible for, you should have an idea of what is important to them. What compels them? Why do they show up for work? Beyond the common things like pay and benefits, what drives them to be a part of the team? 
Is it about growth and gaining more knowledge? Is it about wisdom? Is it about the impact that your organization has um, outside of the business? Is it about the impact that you have or your function has inside the business? What are the things, the commonalities that bring people together and how do those things ring true for the majority of the people that you lead? The beautiful thing about tapping into the shared the shared interests in your organization is that then you can allow the people in the organization to help fill in the blanks for the places where people may feel less connected to that particular part of the mission. So for example, if as a whole people are really driven by the impact, the service that your business has externally, for people who do not have that same connectivity to the impact externally, who don't have that same personalization of that goal, the people around them will help them rally because they know them. They will be able to help them understand how their contribution connects to something important. A lot of times those are the line managers or the mentors for your individual team members. Now, some of you listening to this are like, we know this. This is why we lead. This is why we've been in leadership for a long period of time. Um, and you're right. You do understand it. So let's get to the next level. Let's double click on why it matters in this time more than it has in any other. Because people are not the same as the way they've been. And the world that we know it is changing. In a couple of months time, you're going to look up and have to make some critical decisions about your business. That is just what it is. And as you're making those critical decisions, if you understand what's important to the people that you lead, you will be able to bring them along on the journey. But right now, a lot of what leaders believe is most important is coming from their perspective of sitting in their chair and their, with their decision-making ability in the businesses that they're responsible for. You will not be able to get people rowing in the same direction, so to speak, focused on your purview. You have to get out of your perspective and understand things from theirs. You want proof? Let's go back to the pandemic. You had a multitude of people making decisions on whether or not businesses were going to shut down, were they going to go remote or not. People not only watched their individual business, but they watched all of the businesses in the industry and then other businesses in their local area to see what was everybody else doing. And what did we watch happen in a time where there is more uncertainty than we've experienced likely in the last couple of decades? People quit their jobs. Think about it for a moment. In the midst of us going through the pandemic, we had the great resignation. How in the world were people gaining confidence to quit a job when there was all this uncertainty when people were being other companies were in the middle of having to do uh, workforce um, reductions. 
So if you're seeing that the reduction in force happen in places and you're seeing other people who are at the top of their particular you know, industry or level in the industry quitting their jobs to go do something else, quitting their jobs to go take on a role or responsibility in some other company, I can't even tell you how many new higher orientations were happening during the pandemic. It tells you that there was a significant shift happening. And so if we are thinking about things in a linear way, the way that we used to pre-pandemic, we're in trouble because every single coworker in the United States went through the pandemic. Everybody that was working at working age experienced that. And so even if it wasn't their personal experience to take inventory of what was happening in their individual company, they were able to look left and look right and determine what, what other people were doing. And they took all of those lessons into where they are today. And if by chance they're in a place where they're, they are not satisfied with the work environment and the job that they are doing today, you're going to be at much more significant risk of adding them to the list of levers. So it's critical that you recognize the time that you are in. People are not the same. The environment is changing. And as a leader, you've got to be in a place where you can see yourself and understand where your shortcomings are, understand what impact you have on the people around, around you and their connection to the goals that you're trying to achieve as a business and understand how to make it meaningful for them. What I would subscribe to you is that when leaders are in the midst of doing their own healing work, when they are willing to look at themselves, when they're asking the questions, how can I do better or different? How can I see myself? What things do I need to shift in the way I show up? When you do that, you create a broader perspective for yourself and then you can see others. So leaders in this time, they need to heal themselves. They need to be working on their healing so that they can connect with people in a way that's really meaningful, so that they can shift the experience that people are having in their workplaces, so that they can help connect people to the delivery of the goal. So people want to stay on the team, the people they desire to stay, they want to stay on the team and they want to be instrumental in delivering the goal so that the business can continue to be successful. We run the risk of seeing another mass exodus. And that mass exodus is not just about, hey, there's an opportunity for me to level up and go to this new place and, and, you know, and take on something else. But it also is about people identifying purpose is more important. If you think about what we experience in terms of grief over the past three years, it's been so significant. And there is nothing that says that we will not continue to experience a significant amount of grief. The more that we come to terms with grief, the more that we see people who are at our age group who are in loss of life, the more it makes people question what they're doing, the more it makes people question if they're living into their purpose. I can tell you that for Generation X, they're already feeling that. How can I do more to deliver purpose? There are so many at the top of where they are in career who are saying, and now it's time for me to determine my next act. Because they recognize that they've got to create this space for the people who are coming behind them to step into their roles. And they're going to do things at a much faster clip when they see what's coming in the years ahead. 
I am indeed alluding to some things to come. And you can hear more about that when you listen to the December prophetic update and the updates in the months ahead. But there is a significant change that's coming. And so in order to lead, you have to begin to tap into the truth of who you are. And part of that means identifying areas where you need additional strength and support, where you need additional wisdom so that you can plan the best that you can for what is to come for your people. We always think from a business perspective, it's like we are, we are going to analyze every piece of data that we have to help us make good decisions. And that's the right thing to do as a business leader. But what if you don't have data about what is ahead? What if you have extrapolated everything that you have and it's giving you enough insight into what's to come that you think you have it set? But then there's another set of information that's out there that you have access to that you haven't tapped into yet. That's where I and people like me that have both the business experience and leadership and the prophetic anointing can be of support for those who are grounded in building businesses that operate with the character of God that operate from a place for leaders, operate from a place where they truly are interested in building on behalf of the kingdom. So there is a shift to come. And as a leader, it's time for you to do your evaluation, to identify the way in which you are preparing yourself and others for what is to come. For you to identify how well are you doing with creating a compelling vision for people? Do you know what matters to them? And are you creating the opportunities for them to be strengthened by those things that matter so that they have what they need to be successful for the long haul to deliver those goals that you've established over time? And quite frankly, if you want, you desire the business to be successful long-term, then you've got to think differently about it because the environment that you're about to go into is not like anything that you've operated in before. I hope that this has been a blessing for you today, and I look forward to hearing from you all again soon. As always, peace and blessings.